Welcome to the Redeemer Anglican Church of Asheville podcast, one of our periodic podcasts of a series of podcasts. I am here with Father Gary Ball, rector. What do you? What is your title again? Yeah, rector. Rector. I mean, love on. that. I know the you name, but I, uh, you know, as it's... a guy that grew up with an Anglican vicar in his life, I mean, I should know that. Um, yeah. Can I call you vicar? No, because usually a, a vicar is appointed by the diocese, or oh. or still kind of like a. In a church that's not fully sustainable, or kind of an emission status. Oh, yeah. Huh. So that anyways. makes sense because the vicar we had was it was a small church, so they, I think they the diocese sent him. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But rector is a, a weird, weird title yeah, for yeah. a rector is the like the lead pastor at a church, so you can be a priest but not a rector. Oh, in some cases. so you're a rector and a priest. Yeah. So Alex is a priest but not a rector. Oh. Look at this. We could have there just done a podcast there and explaining go. what the different titles were. <laughs> On right, the next not, episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to do that. Today, we're going to talk about uh, something near and dear to my heart, because it's something you and I have talked about, which is infant baptism. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe let's start with just talking about what baptism is in general. There might be people that listen to this or are like, oh, what's all this baptism stuff for people that didn't come from a Christian upbringing or tradition, or maybe have never been baptized. So what? why do we... It's it's one of the seven sacraments, one of the two holiest sacraments. So, mm-hmm. why is it a sacrament? When we think about baptism in the Anglican tradition, we think about it as a sacrament. In most, the way it's evolved in evangelical settings, in in many ways in the in the church today, um, it's not sacramental. Which means a sacrament is that God interacts with us in this thing. That God gives us grace. That God. Um, does something. It's not simply me bringing something to it. And so um, the way that I kind of mentioned it, be alluded to it being looked at in the evangelical church in many regards today, is that it's more about what we bring to it. It's my testament, testimony, excuse me. It is my um, public witness. It is these things. And so it tends to be heavier on what do I do in it and so what it has traditionally been is what does God do in this thing? That's what it means to be sacrament. And so um, that's why we're baptized, because we we want God to do that in us. Huh. Okay. So I, I don't know if I've ever heard it defined that way, but that's a good way to sort of benchmark it. That, that And sacrament, the same word, sacros, sacred, the Latin sacred, the sacrament is sacred, and mm-hmm. it's part of the sacred movement of the spirit within the church. And, okay. and it comes from this term mysterium, that it is a mystery. So if you look in catechism, the definition of sacrament is an outward invisible sign of an inward spiritual grace. And so it is a visible sign of something that is happening that is unseen. Where So in many ways today, it has become this outward outward thing but there's not an acknowledgement of something inwardly happening by god oh so you mean like people say oh it, i've chosen baptism it's a choice that i make as opposed to right. god is doing something within me through the sacrament of baptism right absolutely yeah i kind of assumed that everyone thought of it as what you, how you describe it but i guess that's true most a lot of people talk about baptism as sort of an acceptance of the faith, but it's it's beyond just an acceptance of the faith. It's an actual work within your body. 
Yeah, and that's why it's so hard for some people to understand what infant baptism is. If you don't understand that God's doing something in it, then it's like, well, what is baptism if, um, if, if there is no public acknowledgement? Because that's what we cut. And, and there is a public acknowledgement for us, it's, but that's not baptism. That's right. confirmation. Right. So in the evangelical tradition, the idea that a, a person will choose, and, and this is something that Corey and I have talked about, my wife and I have talked about, is wanting Mabel to have an understanding of what she's doing. Right. Doesn't mean she needs to be 20 to do it, but just have a sense of she's entering into a covenant with God through this baptism. And to what degree that could mean to a little kid is sort of mm -hmm. up in the air. But so you're saying that the idea of infant baptism within the Anglican tradition is the idea that God is doing something within the person, regardless of what they're doing. Right. So faith is required. But it's not necessarily the faith of the child. Mm. And so um, it is the, the faith of the parent, the, if they're godparents or the congregation, that is saying, um, this is a sign, this is a symbol of, uh, of their faith, but also a sign of them be entering into the covenant community. That as we nurture this faith in them, that um, in the same way that circumcision still required their own sort of faith growing to be faithful. Um, in our case, it's, it still requires, uh, you know, a public acknowledgement at some point, but it is a sign of their growth in faith. And so when people say, you know, are you saved in baptism? Yes. Are you saved in confirmation? Yes. Are you saved in the Eucharist? Yes. Like, are you saved? And so it's not like, um, though it, it has a regenerational um, uh, role in our life, and that's clear. I think Second Peter, um, 2 Peter um, talks specifically about this, the, that aspect of it. But we are being being saved, right? And so there are these kind of benchmarks where God gives us grace for this, and where God gives us grace for this, and grace for this. And so it is the kind of the initiation of that work. So if somebody said to you as a as a congregant, can we use congregant in a yeah, non-congregational? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and I just want to be clear, like I'm not demeaning other evangelical streams here. I I think it's helpful to kind of think like put some of these thoughts side by side to for clarity's sake. Oh, I agree. I, I think that's been super helpful for me just even having been raised in this tradition to think about it in terms I'm not sure I've ever thought about it that way. Mm. Um for me it was like you just it just happened. Yeah. I'm not sure anybody ever explained the, the idea of why we baptize as much as it's just, you know, just do it. And it, it'll make sense to you, you know, through catechism and confirmation and everything else. Right. But so that's good. That's helpful. So if somebody says, well, I, I want my child to make their own choice towards baptism. Mm -hmm. What, as a, as an Anglican priest, what would your answer be? And I know you wouldn't say, don't do that's crazy. Right. You're a lunatic, but what, mm -hmm. what would your answer be to them? from a spiritual father role or a spiritual yeah. mentor's role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we have people who do choose that in our church. And so we try to be gracious in our response to that sort of thing, but also to tell people what, you know, what we believe and, and hopefully for, that they would make that decision. Um, yeah. I would say that um, it is the 
initiatory sacrament, which means it is the way that we come into the church. And so that's why the baptismal font is usually at the entrance to the sanctuary, because everything we do is symbolic of something. We walk into the sanctuary, there's the baptism as a sign of that is how you come into the church. And so traditionally, that has been the case. And this is why we say we point to the scriptures about whole households being baptized, because if I met you at work and you decide that, hey, our family is going to be Christian, then your whole family, your household comes into that and you come into the church through baptism. And so that's why we have traditionally assumed that that would mean the whole household would be baptized is because that's how you came into the church. Mm. And so I would say, why would we don't want to withhold um, full membership and participation in the life of the church from our youngest congregants, that they are full members and participants of this church. And that acknowledges that. Let, let the little ones come to me, Jesus says. And, and so we acknowledge that. So the other thing is that if we do believe it's grace, then uh, uh, we want our kids to have grace. Like, come on, Lord, give me <laughs> as much grace as we can. And so um, that would be another another aspect of it is this symbol of that. But I would also say that um, baptism might be the best picture of what salvation really is. And that is when we say that that salvation is a gift that we receive from God, nothing is more helpless in their own salvation than a baby. So if grace is free, then um, what is what is more dependent dependent than a baby? And so to me, it's like the purest picture of salvation as something that we receive from God. Um, and and obviously, like I said, this starts the process by which this faith is woven into the fabric of this child, because they are totally dependent totally trusting of those who are in their care. They don't eat unless they're fed. And so they are so aware of their need. And so what we are doing as sponsoring, kind of the sponsoring body of this child, is we are pointing that need to God. That God is the one who supplies where we end. (laughs) We have a beginning and ending. We need more than what we have. And so we are constantly pointing kids towards that. And so I I tend to say that. um, But I also, I think that a lot of the barriers, one would be what you mentioned, we want it to be a personal decision. And so is, is salvation a personal thing? Or is it this corporate thing where they're immersed into the life of the church and and nurtured through the church? Um, But I, I would also say, um, that um, people want it to be what we remembered. Our So I wasn't baptized as a baby, and it was a wonderful memory. It was a wonderful celebration. I remember it. I remember that day. And people want their kids to have that kind of same experience. And I would just say, we do. we want them to have that same experience too at their confirmation. That is when they stand up and say, the faith that was proclaimed, by my parents and the church on my behalf is now my faith. Mm -hmm. And so that's still there. Um, So, yeah. 
it's interesting you talked about like sort of the sim- the symbolic gestures or the symbols that we we see. I think that that people, especially that come from an evangelical background where there's a removal of a lot of symbolism, and probably rightfully so at the Reformation, you know, to remove some of those things that have become sort of idolatrous. Um, that you brought up something of why we do it, and I think it's important why we discuss this. That that just because you've been baptized doesn't mean you are sort of free from trying to understand the importance and significance of baptism. It's not a get out of jail free card. Right. Um, and you know, it's interesting you say about like the confirmation when Jesus was baptized by John, we don't really have a lot, any evidence of Jesus baptizing his own followers. So we can assume maybe they were baptized by John. Maybe they were baptized by Jesus, but Jesus was baptized as, in a sense, a sacrifice for all of us to be, and as a symbol of all of us being baptized. I think I don't know of any Christian traditions that wouldn't sort of look at that. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, so as as far as like the importance of baptism, Mm -hmm. Uh, the thing that you said that sort of brings to me like this idea of confirmation and baptism. We're all a work in progress. I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, I've I've been confirmed or I've I've been saved, quote unquote, if you're in the evangelical tradition, or I've been baptized, it means, you know, I'm, I'm done, ship shape, got it all together. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's a lifelong journey of trying to find, in a sense, understanding. I wouldn't say salvation, because I think salvation is a challenging, you know, what does that even mean? But more of like trying to, dis- trying to understand our place within God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And baptism is the first step in trying to find our place. Yeah, I, I think that I've always sort of vacillated back and forth personally about infant baptism, having been baptized as a, as a baby, mm-hmm. then being baptized later on <laughs> in the Anglican tradition. Uh, my mom wanted to cover all the bases. But, <laughs> right. uh, you know, I, I like that idea of a recognition of what my people, my family, the people around me, my godparents have done for me and in public support of me. And I mean me by me, me, whoever's being baptized. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful for me to think about it that way, that it doesn't yeah. exclude us from other things, but that it gives us the first step along the journey. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talk, I've talked a lot about the evangelical and we are evangelical, um, but the way that it's been translating, translated in society today in church culture but I also want to say, like, even in the more Catholic um, realm, it, it's it's exactly what you said. So we talked about the material aspect. So some people are like, it's all about the outward sign. Sometimes on the Catholic side, it's all about the inward sign. And we forget about the outward sign or the faith aspect. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, God is doing this. Oh, you're good. Okay, you're good for your life. You don't have to pursue holiness. You, you know, it doesn't matter about who's around you nurturing your faith. This is all about going through the motions, and God's going to do what He's going to do, and you just get off scot free. And so that's where the over correction happened to the material side, where we said, oh no. People are being baptized as babies and then just going off and living their own life. And parents aren't even acting like Christians and they're just like baptizing my kids and the priest is like whatever. And so there's this correction to that, which is is valid. Like I get it. But where we want to be in the sacramental sense is right in the middle of those two things, bringing them together. And so ideally, a sacrament is the outward sign and the inward invisible grace that, that you can't have 
one without the other. You can't have um, the 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 bread and wine is a vehicle for the inward reality of what is happening in communion. Same way water is. You have this outward sign, but also the outward sign of the community's faith, and ultimately the faith of that child at their confirmation. But that God in that act on the faith of the community is doing something in that child. So we both sides can go off the rails and we want to bring those things together. Mm, well said. That's a good way to think about it. I was thinking, as you were saying about sort of the Calvinist tradition of once saved, always saved. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know all the different traditions about how we, in a sense, you've used that term salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the nuns when I was a little boy saying, I remember somebody asked about the Holy Spirit. And she was Irish. She said, Tis a mystery. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that was sort of the common answer. And mm-hmm. as, as a kid, I was like, well, that's kind of a cop out. But now as an adult, I think, no, it really is a mystery. Yeah. No one's going to, no one can say with absolute certainty everything that's going to happen or what the mystery of God is. And I'm not sure that we're supposed to. But having that outward and inward sign is a, is a good first step in the right direction, in my opinion. And I think that's why a lot of people are coming to the Anglican Church is because we've sort of lost all mystery in the church. And I think it's a beautiful thing that speaks to the way that Jesus wants to communicate to us that he would take bread, wine, water, and say, here is an outward symbol of something that would blow your mind if you knew what was happening but the fact that he he took water and said, this is what's ha- what I'm doing in your heart right now is like such a wonderful thing that God would want us to be able to embrace it, yet at the same time understand that this is a shadow of reality. It's but a shadow. Um, but he, he reveals himself in these beautiful ways. Yeah, that's probably fodder for another yeah. podcast, the idea of, as Paul says, the, you know, the fruits of the spirit, like do, mm. do we, you know, baptism being the first symbol and the first sacrament, but there are, there are so many steps along the way where we show God's movement in us that, you know, it, it, so when you were talking about like the, the, in the Catholic tradition and I came up through that tradition, so I can really appreciate that of like you know, that great scene in the Godfather where they're baptizing the child, I renounce <laughs> evil and then they're out murdering people. Like, you know, that I don't. I think that's a brilliant scene for from a Catholic director to sort of recognize that that mm-hmm. that there's a lot going on in there. Um, that it's not just you do this and you you're done. Like I said, it's a get out of jail free card. It's not. It's just the beginning of a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about we're gonna we're gonna have Maple baptized this year, and mm-hmm. you know, I've already started thinking about all the people that I want to. Start. She was christened, but she wasn't baptized. So I want it to be um, a, a symbol of all the people in her life, her godparents and and the people that we, you know, so it's like an expression of, of the journey. And she probably won't remember a lot of it, but someday looking back on it, she can recognize, oh, there, there were these people that announced this event and that God blessed this event. So mm. I, I really like that image. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's powerful. So if someone wants to get baptized mm-hmm. in at Redeemer, what do they do? They should email myself or Rebecca. And I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, infant baptism. I mean, if somebody wants to have their, I mean, I'm sure as adults there are other things, but as an infant, what should they do? 
Yeah. So as an infant, you should contact us. And what I usually do is is arrange a meeting with those parents. Um, and we just talk about their understanding, what's happening. Um, and then we usually meet before church. We go through the motions, kind of ex- expose the child to what's going to be happening to them. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be a little nervous if they're old enough. And, um, and so, yeah, I want to make sure that the parents know um, what what is at work here. And, and I also want to um, talk to the parents. Most of the time, I know them well because they're in our church. And I know the content of their faith and their heart. And so I don't necessarily need to vet people and say, listen, but I do want to make sure that people understand this is why uh, some people would probably be a little bit more uh, um, strict, might hesitate at what I do. But when people say their vows in the baptismal service, I always stop and go off script and say, listen to what you're about to do, like understand what you're committing to. Um, And so it is really important to me, starting with the parents, that they that they have a, a, a lively faith and a heart to follow God, because that's what ultimately is instilling and pointing the trust and the faith that is already in the heart of a, a child towards their need for God. Yeah, and there's a part, I mean, there's different ways of that. There's, there's sort of baptisms where it's just a baptismal ceremony. Um, then there's baptisms where the whole congregation is around. And I always think about the fact that there's always a part whenever the congregation is there where the congregation, in a sense, takes a vow as well yeah. to support this child. And I, I always find that personally very powerful, it is. that it's not just that we are all responsible as members of God's kingdom and community to help those that come after us and to mm-hmm. understand and to carry and to, to support and to all those things that it's that it's not. It's not a one-off; that it's a yeah. lifetime. So, absolutely, yeah. So, anyway, so they, they, a person who wanted to do it would get in touch with you or Rebecca, mm-hmm. and um, reach out, and then start the conversation at that point. Yeah, and ideally, we have um, some dates that are set apart for baptisms, and then we have um, there's occasion where there's just the amount of interest that we, and it's far enough from a baptismal date where we'll do something extra, but. All Saints Day is, is one, and then um, we also baptize on Easter Vigil, which is mm-hmm. the the traditional time where people are baptized because during Lent, people that were coming into the church were being catechized and then baptized on e- Easter. And so we baptized Johnny Fay this year at right. Easter Vigil, and so that's always a really great thing. So, um, yeah, there's there's a few baptism dates throughout the year, but let us know as soon as possible so we can be prepared you for that awesome any last words no i i one thing is you might say um i was baptized in a tradition that didn't mean anything to me or whatever and now i come into this great you know um, tradition should i be rebaptized? and i would say what the church fathers said um, there was a sect in the early church that went towards a heresy and they were baptized. And then when sort of that debate was over and people came back into the church, um, I think it was Augustine who said, well, were you baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And if you were, then you were baptized. And what that says, it's not about, it's not about the faith of the one baptizing you. It's about the work of the triune God in the water. And so I would say if you were baptized, 
it's very likely that you were baptized. And, and if you, we give even adults the opportunity at confirmation, confirmation, we'll, we'll do podcasts about that soon, but it, it, it's even the case that they want to publicly express the new work that God has done in them, mm-hmm. even when they were baptized as baby. And we would give that opportunity. All right. Well, that was excellent, Gary. For those people that are interested in baptism, infant or otherwise, um, reach out to Gary or to Rebecca. Otherwise, we will be back with you with uh, another podcast when we we find the time. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for Father Gary Ball. I'm Brandon Doble. Take care.